apparently I'm a my missus. Uh, uh, now, wait a sec. I've got to put, got it. You're all good. You're on. We're sweet. It's all working now. Awesome. How, how are you going down there? All right, mate. I just got a, I've got a screen up here saying this meeting has been recorded by a host. Yeah, that's me. I, I'm, okay. I, I'm like a detective and, I, and I, an old okay. D now freaking got you on the video uh, under yeah. investigation. Well, you won't be getting much then. <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected anything less from you. Exactly. Oh, uh, uh, so how's it? How is it down there? Be nice and cold. Oh, it's cold early, mate. But it's um, you know it's nice now. The sun's out, you know. Yeah. You know, but uh, just come back from walking the dogs home. I'm warmed up now. Oh, that's good, mate. Yeah, you, you, you're dangerous if you're warmed up. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh, freaking hell. But they say many a good tune's been played in an old fiddle, mate, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, mate, I tell you what, you've played a few. I certainly have. Yeah. So how old are you now? I'm 70, mate. Jesus, you, 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 you're looking younger every day. Yeah, I wish I was. Get a bit tall and grown through this. <laughs> I got a couple of rugs up here I can throw on that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a red one. <laughs> oh, I, I could see you with a red curly one on. Yeah, I probably wore a few of them before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. On, on top of the balaclavas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't use many of them. Oh. I'd rather use disguises. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, mate, Mr. Graham Henry, eh? The man they couldn't shoot, root, or electrocute. Jesus, <laughs> what a lie. Yes. Yeah, so um, where, where, where did it all start for you, Graham? Like, uh, you, you were from out Rideway, yeah? Uh, not really. I actually came from around Sylvania, and that as a kid, uh, Sylvania Heights, and then we moved to Tarrant Point. My um, parents bought a shop there. I lived there for a few years till I was about 10 or something, and then we moved to Epping to my grandfather's house. And uh, he, he uh, passed away. He was a Boer War hero and uh, moved into his house. And uh, you know, it was one of those places with no electricity and all that sort of shit. So we burned it with candles and uh, boiled our water down the back with a copper. Okay. Had to cart it up the stairs for the bath about 50 for them <laughs> buckets. <laughs> Probably did me good, I guess. I would have kept you fit. Yeah, yeah, that was for sure, mate. <laughs> and and how was the old fellow? What, what, he would have been affected by that war. Oh, well, well, I don't know too much about my grandfather. He he, he lived till he was, I think, 99 or 100 or something, and uh, he was one of the last men standing at the siege of the Maffy King in South Africa. And wow. uh, he got big uh, right up in the, in the uh, Herald, in the column eight, they used to call it in those days. And uh, got a got a good rap, you know. And uh, but every time they asked him something, he wouldn't tell them anything about it. So <laughs> he didn't want to talk about the fucking war or Bernie Hero or 
yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but then my father, uh, you know, who I thought was my father, went to um, uh, the Second World War, as all his brothers did. Uh, one went to the, um, was in Changi and was castrated there while he was there. And, uh, um, and my other brothers went to, uh, uh, his brothers went to like Germany and Syria and fought the Middle East. And, but he got injured over there and came back uh, full of painkillers. He was on morphine for years. And then they, they uh, changed it to all these tablets called Fenobarb. Yeah, and Fenobarb were barred off the markets for in the seventies because of the hallucinogenic uh, uh, things they had, like tripping, you know. So, mm. and that mixed with his alcohol, and uh, I mean, it made he used to drink methylated spirits. He drink plonk. He drink, you know. Anyway, he was, you know, but he he, he was, um, you know, he was just brutal to me, mother. If you've seen him. Stone Cold Sabre, he wouldn't say fucking boo to you. Yeah. You know, uh, when he was uh, pissed, he still wouldn't talk to you. He'd just want to king it at the table or, you know, that was the type of bloke he was. So, you know, I was actually fist fighting with him from the age of 13 on the front lawn, trying to protect my mother who only had one leg. How'd and, you go with him? Uh, no good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just kept trying, mate. And yeah. I used to get up on the top of the hill so I could get a bit of leverage on him, you know. And you, yeah. He used me height, but um, he was shorter than me, but <clears throat> I couldn't uh, get him until I was about 16. And then I'd come home one night and he was, um, uh, he'd flogged my mother badly and she was hiding under the house. And when I finally found her, I, uh, I lost the plot and uh, ran upstairs and dragged him out of the bed and give him a terrible hiding and then I stabbed him with a barbecue fork, mate. And, uh, and my mother stopped me. I was a bit shocked, really. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he never gave me up or anything. He went to the hospital and uh, when, when he was released out of the hospital, he'd come back and he left a note on the table with all his war medals. And uh, and he said, take one of these, Euro, for every rib you broke. And I, I walked in in the room and fucking threw him at him and said you probably didn't fucking deserve him anyway. But, yeah. you know, I'm sure he did. But, mm. you know, he was just, mate, he was a bit shattered from the war. He'd come home and his first wife had been seen someone else and another bloke answered the door after three or four years fighting, you know, all that sort of shit. So I'm pretty sure he had his reasons for being how he was. But and, and he also, was just a brutal mother, you know. Yeah, but but also take into account that, as you know, Graham, like the the way people dealt with shit back then, what was through lashing out at people and attacking people, and and be that females or be that males. Yeah, that's the shit that I remember growing up. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm you know I mean that's why I think you know I had such a hatred for the coppers early in my life because they just turn up to the house if the neighbours were complaining. You know, they'd just turn up the house and just say, what's going on? They'd know that he'd been flogging her, mm. you know, because the neighbours would be telling them, and they'd just say, keep the noise down, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd keep it in the house, mate. Like, it was fucking accepted. You know what I mean? And uh, I was a shit girl. I mean, I'm filthy on anyone who bashes women, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I stop it, you know. I'm sure there's a few you'd like to choke here and there, but... Well, they, they, but mate, they test you, and uh, that that that's the that's the test with females. They um, 
they bring out the best in you to see your ability uh, as far as how you cope with your internal dialogue, I reckon. I think they're the best teachers we've, we've got, you know. Um, yeah, probably. But, you know, it's, it's easy to, you know, not see that and react to it. And uh, unfortunately, because, as you know, some people, you know, it, it overwhelms them, you know, the, their frustrations or their anger or their inadequacies within themselves. And, you know, they, they just lash out. Yeah, that's um, right. And you know, like, and at the end of the day, you know, the the, the poor females, they, they they don't even see the shit coming sometimes, you know. Oh, and well. and as you say, you you see, you see your mother get a kicking, yeah. And the coppers turn up and say, "Keep it down." You think, "What the fuck are you cunts going on yeah. here? This oh, is my God. fucking mother. She's that's getting right. flogged." Yeah. And fucking, you know, all you cunts have got to say is, "Turn it fucking down." That's it. You know, yeah, no wonder, you know, no wonder why you get pissed off and you, oh, go, exactly. you know, you think, you know, that that you know, they're no good. They're not no. doing anything. They're they're not and sometimes it's not conscious that you you think like that as far as their role in society. But back in the day, mate, I, I was talking to a bloke about what used to happen to my mother a few weeks ago when Jack broke her jaw and she used to go to the coppers. The yeah. coppers used to say to her. Go home, June. You know, yeah, sort it right. out, sort, sort it out yeah. with Jack. Don't you yeah. know? Like, don't fucking come up here yeah, and tell right. us about it. Because what what can we do about it, Judy? You know? Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Um, yeah, it's but, a different world today. They kick your door in with you know thirty police and you know all dressed in SWAT gear. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, have the fire brigade out the front and they can pull on your gate off and oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, come on, I'll joke the other day. Yeah. The so, things, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So in, in your home life, you, I don't know, did, did you, you would have enjoyed things away from that with with your mates and family? Oh, well, that was me solace, mate. I had to get away exactly. from the place. So, you know, I, I ran the streets and uh, did my own thing. And, and uh, you know, that, that's where I found... Uh, me, me, me peace out on the street with all the boys and and running around doing what we did and uh, you know like I run a pretty big crew like as young blokes like we had probably 30 40 blokes you know maybe up to 50 at times and uh, but out of that 50 it was probably about eight or ten that I work with of a night you know running around with me uh, leading the charge and and uh, you know hitting all that hitting the warehouses and the, doing whatever we did, you know. Um, uh, and I did that really for, you know, I mean, to tell you the honest truth, I enjoyed it, but I, yeah. but I, but I, uh, you know, and I, look, in, in all, for all those things I've ever done, never been charged with breaking out. I've never been charged with robberies. I've been charged with them, but I've beaten them all. Um, I've been, um, uh, the main thing uh, ever got me into trouble was me violence. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that instantaneous find of violence that just explodes like that and, you know, uh, not something that was planned. If it was a planned uh, violent thing, you would understand, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a different ball game. But that's it. But the, but it, uh, as you say, it's, it's exciting as a kid. Um, you know, you're a little bit older than me, but I can relate to you where you're running around with your mates you're doing the jobs, you're getting an earn, you like getting the coin, 
is a, you know, having a drink, uh, you know, taking the piss out of people, having a laugh, having a stink, you know. Yeah. Um, I found all that exciting as a kid, you know. Oh, like, of I, I loved it. I, I loved what, what, what came with it. Well, that's and, all that happened down in Piermont, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, and around Balmain. But, that's you know, right. the, the, the thing that led from that was it got serious for me, you know. Um, yeah. all, all that, Nick, you know, all the homes getting pinched on that murder when I was a kid, ending up in the Nick. And, yeah, um, yeah when it started getting serious and, uh, you know, I started doing all the time, yeah. it was like, ah, oh, fucking, I was just over it in the end. Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, what was uh, the longest you said? Uh, three years, four yeah, years. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Um, I, mate, my laggings were like drunks laggings, but I did a lot <laughs> of them, you know. Um, yeah, well, so I'm on early in the piece, you know, and... Yeah, Until yeah. you know, because I was pretty sweet and I could get away with a few things later on in life. But, but uh, you know, well, the biggest one I got was the eight years. You know, yeah, that was for the wounding of the police prosecutor who just passed away about three weeks ago, apparently. But, yeah, I can remember when I was in the bay when I was nineteen, and one of my mates come up to me. He said, "Fucking, you never get fucking pinched, Dean." I said, yeah, what do you, yeah, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's you cunts are always in the nick here. And, they, and he said, well, why don't you get pinched? I said, fucking, I don't know. Why do you always yeah. get pinched? Yeah, that's right. You know? too. Um, so, well, um, well I mean, I look at my old mate, Stan, Stan Smith, Stan the man. And I, yeah. I said to him, I said, what's the lag, biggest lag in the ever done? He said, three months. <laughs> I mean, Three months, and Moni is a bloke who knocked 16 blokes, and he did three months. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and people whinge about the green light. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't want to play that, you, you, you're a friggin' dummy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that made, I, I used to sit back in jail when I was in there, and I'd look at the people doing the nick, and I'd think there's not too many fucking smart people sitting in here, you know? No, mate, no. It's, no, um, mate, no. It's, it's a mugs game in there, you know. But unfortunately, yeah. when I say it's a mugs game, we, you know, we got to go through it. We've got to do, you know, yeah, do you've our got to do it. And, you know. Well, at the end of the day, if they didn't get you for something, they were going to fabricate you anyway in those yeah. days. So, yeah. You know, I mean, that's how they operated. You know, or if you didn't pay, or you know, whatever they do, always set you up. And I mean, that's what I used to say to my crew. I said, listen, you know, this is the crew that I run around. <clears throat> as a, the alleged uh, professional armed robber. And, um, you know, they pinched me over these armoured van robberies. And I, I said, look, the only way that uh, want to catch us is fabricators. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they did in the end, but they did it badly. And I, uh, you know, and I ended up uh, sticking it right up. I'm in the courts and, um, and, uh, and we walked away. But um, well, they were filthy too. Uh, the commissioner apparently pulled up out the front that day, and after the acquittal, and uh, uh, as I walked, as the um, police walked out, my wife was walking out, and the uh, police said, uh, "How did he go?" And he said, "The black bastard beat it." Right? <laughs> Next minute, you just see the window go up, and he's taken off. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was filthy because yeah. we had pretty bad publicity to it, to it too. You know, there was. One detective called Detective Davison, who became pretty notorious after Roger Rogerson, you know, and all he wanted to do was get rid of uh, 
Ned Smith, me, you know, especially Ned, he hated Ned with a passion. Yeah. And he wanted him off the street. He loved Mickle Hurley and all them blokes because they fed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, he ran around big note and then carrying on, thought he was real clever. And as I say, he, he stitched me up and I, I stitched him in the end. So he was yeah. filthy on that, you know. <laughs> And I just answered, you know, you know, may the best liar win on the day or the smartest, you know what I mean? So exactly. Hey, the, the notoriety that, that's come upon you in your life, um, do you ever look back over that and is there any is, is there any downsides to it? Oh, I think there's always a downside to your notoriety, mate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the higher up you go in life, the more the sh shit gets talked about you. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, they come up with all these bullshit stories and, you know, that you hear over the years. But, um, uh, I've look, <clears throat> you know, I'm pretty well respected, I've got to say. I, uh, you know, out of all the blokes that I knew and grew up with and even the younger blokes today, I, I'm pretty well respected. But, you know, there's the, there's the odd couple that... Uh, don't like me, of course, and uh, only because they couldn't get me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and because they know that I know the truth about them, that they're crime commission informants or, you know, and they work with the crime commission with that Mark Standen uh, yeah. you know, to have me assassinated, along with Mickle. Mickle was on the, on the hit list that day. There was me, Mickle, Stan Smith and another bloke. I won't mention his name, but mm. uh, there was four of us. And uh, we were on the list to get knocked by this crew. It was because this other bloke couldn't get me. He, he, he got the crime commission that Mark Standard to do all the surveillance on me, find out where I was, what I was doing, what days I was doing this. And then they put this other crew on me. They were a European crew. And, uh, and they, they, they tried and tried and tried. And every time they, they tried to get me, I'd, I'd get around them. I remember one day walking down the back of West Pennant Hills and, and I was just about to go down to this part and cross this little creek, little bush part, and then head up to this oval and do some training. And uh, this is this when I, you know, I knew I was being hunted, but I'd deliberately walk in those days to, to sniff them out. And as I'm walking down the street, there's a bloke leaning on the back of a big white LTD. And I found out that they actually owned a, a hire car company, right? So they're a pretty big crew, had plenty of money. As I'm walking down, he's leaning on the back of it and I'm just about to go past and I decided, no, I'm going to turn left. I'm not going across the creek. Oh, as I did, he said, uh, oh, just doing time, mate, you know what I mean? And I just oh. stopped and looked at him and I said, only fucking words for a fucking um, hire car driver, mate. I said, what you meant to say was, just do it, waste some time, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he gave himself yeah. away who he was and he was filthy, right? Anyway, what I did, I'd go home and I'd bolt around to where I knew they'd be and I'd just take, you know, uh, pictures off me blower or, you know, and and just write down their number plates, you know, their cars. And I, yeah. I ended up finding out where they were and I located them and I called them and I... Uh, I said, now, listen, this is your number plate. And I can still remember them to this day. Mm. And I said, nah, this is your number plate. And he said, no, yeah, it was. I said, no, this is your new one. 
And so I told him the new one, the Monaro that he was driving. Yeah. And uh, anyway, nearly died of fright. And I said, if you come around my place, I said, I just want you to understand that if you come there, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't come to my place, my family, mate. My, my home's my castle, right? So, and I said, that's a no-go zone. I said, you want me? You try and get me on the street, mate. I said, but you're working for a dog. Yeah. Right? Understand the bloke who hides is a dog. Anyway, about two weeks later, they turned up 10 out. And uh, I mean, 10 out. I couldn't believe it. When I, I remember telling Stan Smith and he went, 10? Look, he was not. He was only used to one bloke turning up or something. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I said, mate, things have changed. <laughs> I said, you know. I mean, these blokes had Ugg boots on. They were all shaven. They were all... Ugg boots. <laughs> Watch how they could sneak around, like big long ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. They could sneak around, and my 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 Merc then was a was was all bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. And and my wife was out in that that Thursday night, and I rang her and I said, "Listen, don't come home, fuck's sake, don't come home now, right?" And then my youngest daughter was with me, and I I just went down into the garage. And I said, uh, we need to get this cricket bag. She said, cricket bag? Well, I had all my gear and all my guns, you know. So I lined them all up on the bed and then got upstairs in the top of the window and was watching them run past with hands in both their pockets and holding on to the guns. And, and then they're hiding in different houses and locations, waiting for me to drive in the driveway. Oh. But unbeknownst to them, I'm home. So I just walked straight out the front and... Um, and I thought, what's going on here? But they always used women. And the women used to sit there and text message. They'd sit in cars or walk past and they'd text message, yeah, here he is. Well, next one of them, one of them walked past. I'd already seen her before, so had my younger daughter. And so uh, I knew who they were and I knew there was, uh, they, you know, there was going to be a go that night because I'd already chased them a few times. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I ended up getting upstairs and just going, hey, Bob. Get in, get in, wait till they come in the front yard. Mick, wait like wait till they come in the front yard. We know yeah. our voice travels of a night. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they they thought, hello, this is a fucking trap. Yeah. So they hit the frog and toad, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, the, that was uh 2004, I think. Yeah. So that was the last attempt. That was the 20th. <laughs> fucking 20th. Oh, mate, I tell you, you're, you're like a phoenix. They can't put a good man down. No, I just had a good awareness about me, you know, and that just saved me all my life, mate. I was good at look, You know, when I say I was good at it, I just had this incredible awareness. I've always had it. And I, you know, I can just sit down. It wasn't too long ago. I sat down just at the window where I usually sit and so I can have a view of the street. And I just sat down and as I sat down, down the street drives an old enemy. And I've got a little cul-de-sac, you know, and this bloke's from Sydney and I'm up the coast. So, uh, you know, he'd come past a couple of times and then I gave chase and uh, haven't seen him since. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, 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 that, and, and, and that intuition, uh, how was that for you in the nick also when, when you, oh, yeah. you did your little always bit of Oh, yeah, always worked for there? me, mate. Yeah, always worked for me. Well, how, how was the nick for you, uh, Graham? Like, what, what was it like? I, I, I know you did it well in there, and I know, yeah. I know some of the crew you were running with in there, you were very yeah. well respected, of course. Yeah. Um, 
But in your own time in the Nick, did you ever have your own time in there in your slot and you thought, ah, fucking, you know, I'm away from my family, you know. Oh, you know, times. like Yeah. You know. You hundred know, times, mate. How was it mate, for you? Mate, if I was single, I would have been a fucking lunatic. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so I'd your family, so your family's helped you. It's given oh, you some kind 100%, of fucking hundred percent, yeah. mate. I'd be yeah. doing, I'd be doing five life sentences otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you know, and I don't say that uh, uh, trying to be a fucking tough guy. I, I know that's what I would have been like. You know yeah. that uh, family changed me. You know, yeah. and gave me something I never had as a young bloke. And uh, so you know, I had to respect all that. And but. But, you know, especially having girls and and, and then and, and you know, and uh, didn't want them to ever follow down any roads that I have. My son yeah, tried yeah. for a while, but thank heavens he's come good and uh, now he's a minor and uh, he's going well. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good fella. Uh, he, I like he's Adam. A good he's a good he kid. is a top kid, mate. Well, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a man, so he's... Yeah, that's yeah, right. He's a, He's a nice man, and uh, yeah. you did well with him, mate. You know, he, he had yeah. his process like all of us, but he's he's got good morals. He's got good value. Funny bastard. Oh yeah, he's he's quite comical. I said, "Where's he get that from?" Funny, <laughs> not from me. His mother. Yeah. Well, no, she's not his that sister. funny. Either. She can be. Uh, I don't know where he got his wit from. He he, he pretty uh, he pretty sharp. He is sharp, you know, like yeah, it, he is. But I said to him, I said, I always said to him when he went to the Nick, I said, mate, listen, that might work for some people. That fucking funny behaviour, don't fucking do it to the wrong people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, some people don't take that comedy as quite funny. You know, it's good I was at, one of them. Like I didn't like fucking shit like that. I just fucking attack them. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm. Well, you've got you 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 got to earn that amongst the people in there, don't you? Oh, of course you do, mate. You know, you got to walk the walk in there. I remember a bloke saying that to me one day. He said, you got to walk the walk and join one of the crews. I said, mate, you be king of the shit house and I'll be king out in the street. Yeah. I'll fucking walk my own walk, mate. Right? I knock around with fucking gangs. I don't need a gang. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I need yeah. to get protection. I'll just pull something out and... And I, and a I think bit of air conditioning. Exactly. And and I think that's what separates the leaders from the followers too, Graham. You know, oh. there, there is people that are born natural leaders, be that in that lifestyle, be that yeah. in the nick, be that in running crews or, or, or yeah. gangs or, or whatever it is. And yeah. there's other people that that they they feel better following those kinds of people. That's right, right yeah. Um, yeah. You've got to have good soldiers. You do, mate. I, I, I remember when I used to go into the Nick, like I always run around a deep, with a decent crew. But, yeah. you know, but I, I've had blokes say to me, oh, you know, did you run around with those that crew because you felt safe and protected? I said, fucking not. Nah. <laughs> fucking right. safe and fucking protected. Yeah, that's I right. run around them because I liked their go in them. That's they right. made me laugh. They were good fellas. They they had dash, you know. They yeah, fucking, that's right. And, and and they they got things done, you know. That you, you got all the benefits from that too, Graham. Oh, of course, exactly. Um, and you know that's uh, that that's appealing, you know. Like yeah. everything that comes through the joint, you're associated with it. And um, you know, back in the day, alcohol. We used to have screws bringing in yeah. scotch and bloody 
you know, uh, pot and drivers yeah. and pornos. Had a few, had a pornos. few yeah, 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 all that. Yeah, play it right through the whole jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's funny. Be a few blokes coming in dreary-eyed in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, been watching those videos. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Every night they run. I remember one day, this is how naive old Lenny McPherson was. There was, a, there was a porn on that was on in the afternoon. And and uh, anyway, he, he walked into the cell and uh, he, sit, he sits down and has a cuppa. It's before <laughs> he just knocked off. He's waiting to go out of the kitchen and work, right? So he's sitting down in the cell with me and he said, what the fuck's this on TV? I said, it's fucking bold and beautiful, mate. <laughs> I said, it's just the show. And he said, but they're having sex. I said, yeah, they do that on there now. I said, he said, fuck, I haven't watched TV for years. <laughs> he was fucking cute, mate. He was, oh, he was mate. fucking, like, for a fucking bloke, he was a smart bastard. He was fucking naive in a lot of ways. <laughs> he used to make me fucking laugh. He was a funny yeah. bastard, you know. Yeah. You, you, you were there. Too, you know? Yeah, you, you, you were there when he took his last breath. Yeah, and yeah, where mate, was it? Yeah, Cessnock yeah, right. in the knock, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just came up to the uh, room. We were up in the dorms, up in the top of Sea Wing at Cessnock, and and because uh, we were all mainly, uh, you know, just getting ready as the sea classos to get out and start working outside, and uh, and then um, he come up there. But you know, every day he'd be you know, brooding about Louis Bayer or someone like that. And I'd say, mate, I said, don't worry about him. He can't hurt you. I said, here's evidence. I just used that in court and just say, mate, just a crook trying to get through the break. Fucking, you know, don't take any notice of him. That's what they do today. The old days, they would have sentenced you over it, you know. But uh, so I remember him walking around. Me and Leslie Mara were actually walking along and uh, Les was doing six months for half a million dollars in the boot of his car or something. And, and uh, I was finishing off the, I had about 18 months to go or 12 months to go on the, on my eight year lag. And, and um, anyway, I remember him walking along and he was wobbling, you know, when he was walking all wrong the fence. And I said to Les, I said, he looks a bit uneasy. So I walked over and I said, what's wrong? He said, oh, that fucking Louis Bayer, he said, fucking. In the Royal Commission, fucking give me up, you know. I said, anyway, that was when I said, don't worry about him. And and I said, uh, he said, fuck a man, will end up dying in here. I said, well, be careful what you wish for. Mm. Well, you know, it was was not long after that. He was on the, he come upstairs into the dorm and there was one big hamburger left. This bloke used to make those big hamburgers. So he grabbed this hamburger and chewed into it. And then he, he left there when he ate, and I thought, fuck, he ate that quick. He fucking hardly chews at all. I, I thought <laughs> I was a quick feeder. Yeah. Anyway, he went downstairs and then got on the phone, and whoever he was fucking talking to, he got up him, you know, being the cranky old bastard he was. And next minute he's, he, I, well, that's what I always thought. I thought he choked on it, you know, on yeah. the hamburger. Uh, anyway, apparently his main aorta burst. Like I could see him yelling. And then he just went down like that, bang, bang. Fuck. Knew he dead straight away, you know. So. Yeah. And uh, we had a bit of a service up there in the job, but a few blokes didn't turn up because they said, oh, he's an old dog. And, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they read all the papers and they see the things. And, you know, I mean, they've never produced any tapes they reckon that he used to make. 
you know. Well, it's it's you know that's what I say. And that look in those days they they meet them on the corner. They had to have an excuse. The yeah, same yeah. with Ned. I'd never ever saw Ned give any information to anyone. Yeah. And, and, and had I, I it would have been a different ball game. I would have exactly. off in his company straight away. But yeah. um, you know, it wasn't until years later that it surfaced that he, you know, uh, things that had come out that had happened. You know what I mean? So he was doing it on the sly, and you know, they were scratching each other's backs, and then that's how they got the the, the start they got, I guess, the, the green light, and people run off them. And well, the know. better, as you know, Graham, the better you do in life, the more scrutiny you're open for from other people. Be that oh. you know good. Oh. Be that you're fucking shifty, be that that you've you've done whatever they want to come up with. Yeah. You know, it's like the tall poppy syndrome, isn't it? You know. That's right, mate. Um, you know, when you kick on, be that you're, you know, you you got going, yeah. Um, yeah, you you got dash or friggin' you you make a lot of money. You know, you you people just want to, you know, say bullshit about you, or they want to put you down, or they want to start talking shit. Because yeah. they're jealous of you, mate. You That's know, right, they, they can't fucking get there. Well, and, Australians um, always been like that, haven't they? You know, the, the tall poppy syndrome, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, when you're out there and they hear this, you know, like I, I said to a bloke on a podcast the other day, you know, like uh, th this bloke got on there, a bloke who I knew from the prison, he used to be on the gear and, and, uh, and he said, oh, I got offered the green light and I told him to shove it because that's my, my style. And I went, oh, yeah, they were offering you blokes, yeah. like blokes who were on the gear like green, because the people outside that organised crime circle, right, the coppers that weren't in the swim, in the mm. giggle as they called it in them, yeah. them days, they had to find their own goes. So they were exactly. finding some of these blokes who were on the gear and all that and utilising them and probably feeding them in, in heroin that they were pinching out of the frigging safes at, at the police station. Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. And then taking the cash. Yeah. Know what I mean? Well, th that's not how it worked. The green light worked in organised crime. Not in, not, not we, in your, we not, told them what to fucking do. Yeah, that, that's what, what I was going I mean? to say. Not in your fucking league. That's no, that's the difference, no way, you know? Like, well, we'd but, say, we're going to do a robbery today. Uh, it's a yeah. pretty hard place to get out of. You'd be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they'd go there and they'd pull out our photos out of the identikit thing, or they put bodgy pictures in the identikit fucking pictures in the paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, and that's how they did it, and that's how they come up with all these bullshit stories over the years, or this and that robbery was done by this person or that. No, they fucking were. And and and, 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 and the crims are the best at, at that, aren't they? Oh. You know, oh, fucking... You know, I, I, I could have got the green light. I, yeah, I was there. With, yeah. I, I was I've there heard them all this. say that. I would have been in your crew outside. So I, oh. I wouldn't have got a start, mate. Well, you, had to, you had to have something you were good at. Exactly. Well, you know, you just didn't get into the fucking, that sort of circle unless, you know, you were good at burger alarms or you were a frigging genius at, Drill them through safes and yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you had to have a specialty. And and yeah. and to take it one further, those those coppers that you're associated with, they weren't fucking imbeciles. They no, knew no. they knew who they wanted beside them. They knew the ones with intelligence. Like yeah. you just don't associate with, call them clever, call them smart. Yeah. You know, in that league, 
it, it was a form of friggin' high-end crime. Yeah. So it's up there. Well, I've known them to get but million-dollar handshakes, mate. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, You're talking serious money. When they yeah. retired and... and uh, and I'm talking way up to the assistant commissioners of police. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I'd forget that in a court of law, of course, if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's the facts. And, um, you know, and uh, they got paid well if they had to pay. But, you know, people have this thing that we used to pay every week. Oh, well, we'd pay when we wanted to pay. Mm. You know, when we needed to, if we thought we really needed little bit of help well, to a diversion and we yeah. get, get them. I mean, I've been sitting in the car ready to, you know, just changing gear after we've just done a robbery and they've driven past and waved at us, <laughs> you know, on their way to the robbery. I mean, fuck, mate. I mean, look, if, oh, you, didn't want, if you didn't want that to be your go as yeah. a group, then, then, then you were a silly bastard. Exactly. You know what and I mean? I mean, yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing, you know, a lot of people don't understand that those coppers needed you as much as you needed them. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, they, they yeah, used to get four bob and a glosser as pay. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. People probably don't know what a glosser is, but you have to wear them on your feet. <laughs> yeah. The rain. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, they're, they're on cheap pay and uh, and they did fucking big hours, but most of the time they run around fucking pissed. <laughs> Especially the consortium squad, or you know, they'd just walk around, they'd go out the racetrack and just see you out there and come up and stamp you for 500. Yeah, no, well, I mean, they'd probably find 15 blokes out there that day, they'd have a good day. Yeah, you know, they used to get around in those fucking black Mariahs, I remember. Them yeah, the, the old black Mariahs, yeah. What were they, uh, Graham? The XBs or the XCs, the 351s. Uh, that, no, no, they had the uh, the big ramblers, remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ramblers. Yeah, they were from the CIB. They were the CIB detectives. Yeah. They were all the big shots, you know? Yeah. I, I, I remember them up the cross when I was a junkie. They're, they're always in the fucking Chinese restaurants and on the piss yeah. all, oh, all the time. Fucking, yeah. I, I remember going out of the cross a couple of times and they'd be walking down past that. Fucking Coca-Cola sign going down the at Williams Street. Yeah. And they'd be fucking swaying side to side, drunk, kicking the fucking bins. And I, and, and, and I remember one night I, I was walking, fucking coming up the hill. They said, where are you going, you little cunt? I said, I'm fucking going up here to get some drugs. They said, well, you're going to the fucking right place. Fucking behave <laughs> yourself, you little cunt. I said, I'm sweet. <laughs> But they just, as you say, all they did was got on the out the drink and then the Chinese restaurants. And yeah. that's just all they, everyone was running the muck. I mean, yeah, they were running the, the, uh, the seventies and eighties, and you know, yeah. uh, uh, with with the biggest earning times of all. You know, they were happy. Well, everyone was happy, and yeah, you know, we're all learning and doing well. Yeah, but uh, you know, all good things come to an end, unfortunately, and uh, you know. I wish I remembered that as a young bloke, I probably would have saved some, but <laughs> fuck me. But, but you, 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 you had a good time spending it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we did. You know, and uh, you know, I mean, we. Uh, but uh, but I, I was always aware of. I'm not going to go and buy this house and this house and this house and all that sort of shit and uh, you know because 
in the end, the Crime Commission would have ripped into you anyway. Yeah. I mean, I've been before the Steward Commission and the only thing that I remember him asking me, and that was in the 80s, Justice Stewart, and he said, um, he said, now you run a pretty big um, SP thing. And I said, yeah, yeah, well, allegedly we did. And he said, uh, well, you do. He said, you've got about 22 places and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, we only earn about 500 a week. Now, me and Ned had already worked this out outside what we're going to say, so we go in separate. And I said, look, every now and then I'd skim off the top and, I, and I'd rob, rob me partner. And he'd go, you'd rob him? I said, yeah, I'd rob him. You know, and he said, so I'd take an extra thousand or something. <laughs> and, and he said, how long ago was it that you were uh, doing this? You're still doing it now? I said, no, actually, I'll give it up about six months and two days ago. Well, it was... <laughs> It was just past the six-month statutory that they could get you on. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already knew that, Sam. Anyway, yeah. the prosecutor just looked at me and winked and went, oh, oh, you know, and then Ned goes in and they told him that I used to rob him. We pissed ourselves laughing about it after it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sit back, you know. But, oh, uh, uh, I'll tell you. So, but, yeah, so, I mean, we had some good views, me and him, but uh, we had some shit ones too, me and oh, but, um, you know, he's passed on now. I don't want to get, go giving him a spray. So what, what what did you think of him as a bloke? As you said, you had your good times and your bad times, but before you answer that, I, I just want to say, back in the day, uh, with your mates, you did have fights. You did have fucking disagreements with them. You had punch-ups oh. with them. They okay. robbed you. They did the wrong thing. I can remember. Yeah. I can remember thieving with people, and mate, you'd have to watch the fucking blokes you were thieving with to rob you to oh, get the money. Hundred percent. You know, like, and as far as mates are concerned, yeah. like I had a lot of good mates yeah. who I didn't trust, who I did have fights with, punch ups with, but I still liked them. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a funny relationship with him. I was a love, love hate one. Like for years, it worked well. Yeah. And then when he started to, you know, because I was the one who really put the team together. Exactly. And and, and I was the organizer. I'd run around. I'd do all the homework. And I, as I said to him, your only job is to keep us sweet. Yeah. No, that's your job, mate. Because you're too big. You stand out like dog balls anyway. And yeah. he didn't have all the cops on side. He only had a few, you know what I mean? So yeah. they were the major ones. But, you know, I mean, how he came up with 72 police in the ICAC is beyond me, so they must have been helping him fabricate them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wouldn't have known 17. Yeah. So anyway, um, but look, we got on well. And then, uh, but I, I could read him real, real well. Mm. You know, I could read him well. I always knew yeah. if there was something sniffy going on. Yeah. And uh, in the end, he just got his nose out of fucking joint. Now, mate, uh, when I say I'd play squash with him and boot him or racquetball, he mm. fucking wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's the silly jealousy in the bloke, you know. Yeah. And he had those silly jealous fucking streaks in him. And... Um, you know, well, he was he was a sook, eh, Graham? Like I heard he was oh, a like yeah. I can remember like, him. I can remember him from around Glebe, fucking. Uh, he used to look after us as kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. He used to go, oh, make sure you're all right. Don't fucking rob this one. Don't knock these cars off, you little pricks. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, but 
but I, I heard through Mates that he was a, a fucking bit of a sook. Yeah, well, I, well, you know, I mean, I've, I, you know, I mean, his reputation was blown out of proportion by the media over the years because, you know, as I say, when people disappear here and there, you know, um, he'd go around and tell everyone he did them, <laughs> and uh, he'd even tell the cops he did them. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'd just go, well, yeah, sweet, because in those days, none of the gangland murders ever got solved, as you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, it wasn't until he turned on the cops that they turned on him, and and he started bragging about these crimes he never did, like Harvey Jones, and mm. you know. But look, he was good at being behind the goalpost. Yeah, he was a manipulator. He was good at it. Yeah, and uh, you know, as far as doing things with, I've, I've plenty of complaints from people who have worked with him, and I've worked with him, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's left me post a couple of times uh, on a couple of occasions on some heavy goes and um, um, <clears throat> we had big fallouts over it. Yeah. And uh, and he's robbed me and um, and I punched on in Chinatown with him. I mean, they're showing that blue murder that he punches me all over the floor and head butts me and ah. I'm blind. And I, was, I was pissed all right. But he was supposed to turn up there at 3 o'clock that day in Chinatown and he turned up at midnight. And I'd still was sitting there waiting for him. And I knew he was going to come back and see the barmaid there because he used to knock her off, you know. Yeah. So uh, I was sitting there waiting and I had a blade down the back of my pants. And I said, if he doesn't pay me, because I knew he'd done a, ro a robbery that day of 200000 at a bus depot. And um, so anyway, I waited for him to turn up and uh, I'd already sniffed him out earlier and found him. And he yeah. said, he can sniff money. I said, yeah, I can. And I said, and I want that money, Amy. And I said, and I want it today. And uh, anyway, so next minute he he lobs in, and I'm sitting on the bar bar stool, and he's standing up. And I said, well, you didn't walk in with a package, mate. Where's my fucking money? And he said, uh, oh, look, he said, I'll sort it out tomorrow. I said, listen, you're a fucking dog. I just declared him straight on the fucking spot. Anyway, he went bang, bang. And Lifted up a couple under my eyes there, right? So naturally, they blew straight up because he punched me up under there. But it wasn't a very big puncher for a massive blow. Yeah. Anyway, I just rocked back off the stool, and so then then I went bang straight for the for the blade. Well, it fell down the line and my pants that was stuck between the the line. And yeah. So as I grabbed it, it fell down the leg of my pants, and then he. He run down the end of the bar in the Covent Garden Hotel, run behind the bar where his girlfriend was and said, look out, he's a fucking maniac, right? Uh, he knew I'd, uh, he'd seen me in action, so he knew that I'd fucking chop him up if I fucking got hold of him. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up going out and come back with a fucking shotgun and he was gone and, you know, locked up in the office and uh, I couldn't get into the place anyway. So I let it go, but then... You know, I tried to sneak go him after that, and then the police saved him again. And I was laying in a garden at Roselle in opposite the Freeway Hotel. They actually took that Gary Dublin down there from the ex homicide cover. Yep. And uh, showed him where that was going to happen. And uh, and uh, just uh, I knew he was going to open the passenger side, and his girlfriend was going to drive the car, you know, who she was. So I, I don't have Yeah, to yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew she was going to walk out, hop into the car, and he was going to hop in the passenger side. So I'm laying in the rose garden, 
this little brick wall covering me and and uh, got someone waiting down the road ready to scoop me off and then I I uh now I could hear my heart beating, you know, I could hear bang, bang, I was, I was pumped, I was yeah, I'd fucking I was sick of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, when he came out, uh, a police pulled up in a bull wagon on the corner, mm-hmm. like about 10 feet away from where I was laying. And if they'd only just had a good lamp over the fence, well, they, they would have seen me, you know. And uh, anyway, so I had to roll myself to the side and cover the gun because it was chrome. You know what I mean? That might have, might have shone, shone a little bit. So uh, give it a reflection to watch. So. And anyway, the next minute, they, uh, they said, hey, Ned, you're going down to that new club at Belmain? He said, yeah, I am. And he said, oh, well, we'll follow you down. I went, oh, fuck. Oh, no. So I let that go. So then I went down to the place where he was and I pulled out Ray Wales. Did you ever know Ray? Yeah, 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 I yeah. Remember. I know, Ray. Right, so Lip was on the door. He was the bouncer, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I got a wig on and everything and bloody uh, disguise, right? So yeah, I get yeah. to the front door and I called him out. I said, Ray, come here. And he walked straddles out the door, strutting, you know. He said, yeah, who are you, mate? I said, it's fucking me, have I? He went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I said, listen. I said, listen, go and get that bloke. Just pull him up to the bar. And I said, there's yeah. money in it for you. Yeah. I said, Pull him up the bar and just uh, talk to him. I said, I want to get him away from the coppers and his girlfriends and all that, right? So they were all sitting together at a table and he said, oh, don't do that to me. You nearly said it. <laughs> oh, so I let it go anyway. When he come out, I said, I'll get him when he comes out. But when he come out, he must have sniffed a rat, you know? Yeah. And he, he, he had all of the women around him, the mother. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Around him and he was walking. Oh. And I went, oh, oh fucking hell. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, anyway, then, you know, I, in the end, I just said, ah, oh, fuck, it was only money anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He just did some treacherous things to me. And there was other things over that Michael Drury being shot. And, yeah. You yeah. know, and then they all joined forces, him and Roger and Prendergrass and Flannery. And, and, uh, the, and then they, try to use me as a scapegoat. Well, even on Rogerson's, he's got a DVD that he put out called Just Roger Rogerson. And there's mm. two DVDs on it. On that DVD, he says, yeah, I sent Detective Anderson down to uh, Christopher Dale Flannery's place to uh, work out the gang wars, right? Well, yeah. In other words, work out who was the one knocking everyone. Right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, when they got down there, Kathy Flannery said, and I had someone there who was there who told me who you know, and they, and they said to me after it, hey, you're going to be the scapegoat. Well, I was not only the scapegoat for the, for the murders that we used with this gun, I was also the scapegoat for the Michael Drury because he didn't die. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it was a great... I even told Rod to do his face. I said uh, on a plane coming back from Brisbane one day, I said, you, you tried to, you were part of that and you were going to fucking, he said, oh, you're paranoid. I said, no, no, I'm aware. And I said, it was good business. That was fucking yeah. smart. I said, but yeah. you just failed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, they tried to get me in the middle of uh, the city one day and Ned was supposed to come with me and then all of a sudden he had to wait for Roger. So I've got the gun in me. I go up the cross, up towards the Coca-Cola sign, go to the King Arthur's Court Hotel where these people are supposed to be a part of our team 
I, they're not there, of course. There's no one's going to be there. Then on the way there, I got followed by this panel van, like an old Sandman van, you know? Yeah. Then I, I could keep on seeing the curtain moving in the back of it. And I said, I know that driver. I fucking know his head, you know? Yeah. And that turned out it was Laurie Prendergast. So. Right. But as I get up to the, as I look in the bay window from the King Arthur's Court, if you've ever been in there, I look out this window and I look across where the old fire station used to be. There's a few car parks there going down the ramp that comes back onto the. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Under the museum, you know. So I see them parked there. Then a police car pulling beside them. Police car gets out. The coppers fucking up them, you know. Yeah. Giving them a fucking rouse, you know. You could have got him. You could have, you know, I'm only surmising what he's saying to them. So I thought, well, it's no good pissing off out of the dragon's fucking den here. I, I, I've got to go into it. Because if I go away from it, I'll never know who it is or, or what the plan was. Exactly. The penny hasn't quite dropped yet until I'm in the car and then the cop car takes off in front of me. The panel van comes out behind me and I'm still thinking, are they cops? Are they cops? And then the penny dropped. And I thought, no, nah, that's that fucking printer guess. Yeah. You know? But in the back was one of my own team plus Flannery. Fuck. You know? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, when I get into uh, Market Street uh, near St James Station where David Jones was, I come to the first set of lights, which is Castle Raid Street. It's a yeah. one-way street going that way. Yeah. And then here's this copper park. There's no one around the city because all the, everything's shut down. So, you know, it's after lunch on Saturday. So here's the car park with his wheels turned out, ready to grab me. Just hang five. You're all right. Oh, yeah, well, I've got to be there a year. I'll have to Yeah, lunch. you're all right. So uh, next minute, the um, uh, the copper has his wheels turned out, ready to block me. So I went straight across the other side of the road. And we run over one of them PMG blokes, you know. Well, I did run over the top of him. He was in the cage. I just run straight over the top of him and reversed the car back and ended up in Castle Race Street. Well, hell, I didn't get hit by the buses. <laughs> I went straight in between. It was like it was meant to happen. Whoosh, whoosh. Too and next minute, I'm facing like the other way, like I'm facing the opposite way up the one-way street. Yeah. I look over at the panel van and they're getting back into it with the ballers on <laughs> and the copper takes off, right? So what was going to happen, I find out later, they were the copper was going to drive around the block once they'd got me, right? Once he'd blocked me and I stopped, they yeah. knocked He drives around the block and comes up and says, oh, look, I've found Abbo Henry on the side of the road here dead. They take through ballistics and yeah. I go down for the shooting of Drury plus yeah. three gangland murders, right? Uh, All used off the same gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a good plan. Fucking yeah, plan. yeah. And, and I'm filthy, I fell into it. But uh, I fell into it out of wanting to get Flannery. Exactly, right? yeah. And uh, I wanted him out of the road. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, and as it turned out, well, you know, they, they all went missing anyway because at the end of the day, when you start taking that, that was one of the rules of organised crime. You start hurting the police, doing shit like that, you're going to go. Yeah. They're going to come down on you like a ton of bricks. And, and it was one of the reasons I blew up with them about it because I, I was at a meeting when it was all going down at the back of Flannery's house. And I said, you're a pack of imbeciles even contemplating shooting the fucking copper. Exactly. I said, you're going to fucking bring the house of cards down. It's going to be the end of us. You Bad know? move, eh, Graham? Yeah, fucking fun. ridiculous. No, ridiculous.
just so lovely. anyway, all out of greed, ego, fucking, yep. you know, big shots. And yep. uh, anyway, now they're all fucking gone. <laughs> you know, and, and Roger's sitting in there rotting away and, yep. you know, just yep. stupid stupidity and running around with the with the known police fucking informing copper. Yeah. Uh, Roger was one himself, but... yeah. And that, but but uh, that bloke had given up all the cops up the cross and everything, and here he is running around with him, and he expects to trust him. If the shit hits a fan, you're fucking kidding. You know, so, you know, look, I think it was a setup, the whole thing. I, I think they, the, the cop was planned it. Yeah. No, and uh, that young Gayo was already an informer. Yeah. Uh, they use him up, mate. That's why they never uh, stopped the, uh, the other Malaysian people, whoever they were, that pulled him up and dropped him off. They, yeah. did, they left the scene. Well, why would you do that if someone's going to do business with someone? Exactly. Like, going to give them a lift home after they've done the business? Fuck off. <laughs> Go back to your own crew, mate. So they leave the country and, you know, so they say. And, and um, you know, it's just a complete setup by a lot of it, I think. Yeah. You know, that's how they operated in them days, mate. They got away with it. You know, to, well, they, well, I, I still... They all give each other up. I still think it happens these days, Graham. You know, but more in oh, a yeah, subtle way. You know, like DNA. DNA is the trick. Yeah, today. yeah. They yeah. started picking up my cigarette butts, and I blew that up in the papers. <laughs> I went straight to the crime commission. I said, uh, you know, I used to smoke like up till I was fifty, and I said, I said, okay, copper just walked in here and picked up me fucking, fucking, tip, uh, fucking cigarette butts, put them in a plastic bag, and walked out of the pub. I thought he was a bar useful. <laughs> Or a wino. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, no, and he had the bow tie on and the white shirt, and, yeah. but he walked in off the street. And he walked in, I thought, how come he hadn't gone to the other tables? He walked straight out of the house, emptied it out. I was sitting with Stan Smith. Yeah. He walked straight out, and I said, you see that? So come the Sunday Herald, I blew it up in the with the crime reporter. Yeah. And uh, about four or five blokes got out of jail. They used that against, the, you know, uh, saying that's what, that, that's the only evidence they had on them. Gotcha. And that's the trick they were doing. So that's how they were going to set me up. They knew I was hunting their prized little police informer. Yeah. And as soon as he was dead, they were going to put that beside him. So, yeah. you know, I had, to, I had to watch my ass, mate. The only reason the, the mongrel still broves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I don't say that lightly. 100%. You know? Yeah. So you got to go over a doctor's uh, Yeah, mate, yeah, just got to go down. I went to ask Red the other day on the front step. My wife was ozing out there and uh, and I come right down the tailbone. I just want to make sure it's not fractured. It's probably not just a bruise, but go down and have a little check over, mate. I always do, but um, yeah. keep on top of things. And, uh, and uh, yeah, no, that's all I've got to do, mate. And, uh, all right, buddy. Well, uh, let's follow. Tomorrow. Let's, let's follow. Yeah, let's follow it up with another one, you know. Yeah, good as gold, mate. Uh, it's, good, it's good having a yarn with you, mate, eh? And, uh, yeah, thanks for the, the good stories and the entertainment, mate. And, um, no worries, mate. Yeah, you, you you have a good day down there and um, hope everything goes all right for you at the hospital, eh? Yeah, no, nah, be good as gold, mate. Oh, well, if you got through fucking everything else that you've just talked about... This yeah, is I'm not going to go down with that. Exactly. All right, Graham. Well, you take care, mate. And yeah, thanks for your time, mate. No worries, mate. Been a All pleasure. Right, mate. Look after yourself, Graham. See you, buddy. Thanks, mate.